You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Bemis Associates. Let's make amazing. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber. Today we're in the Chamber Library and Cat, we have a very special guest who is joining us across from us on the microphone today. Well, today it's really great to be in the library here at the Chamber because we are with President and CEO of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce, Roy Nascimento. Roy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we're happy to have you here. And it's not often that you get to have your boss on the podcast and you get to interview him. So, Well, it's not often that you win serious number of awards that it warrants it. <laughs> so I guess we're going to start off. Um, who is your favorite employee? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'll take a pass on that one. <laughs> but, First question done. But in all seriousness, you've been at the chamber now coming up about eight years or so? Correct. Yeah, I started in... Um, January of 2015. So it's been a great eight years. Uh, really have loved uh, working here in North Central Massachusetts. This is really, a, I've said it before, I'll say it again, really special region of our state in New England. Um, this is a region where businesses step up or our communities step up, where everyone is committed to collective action and partnerships. And I think that's a big part of the secret sauce that makes us successful is that we have these really strong partnerships in this region that's really special. So, and I know this is not your first chamber that you've worked at because you received 25 years award of being in chamber service. Can you tell us a little bit about your other chambers that you've come from? Sure. Yeah. I can't believe I've been in the chamber industry now 25 years. I just cannot believe that. I started when I was really young, right yes, out, very right out of young. graduate school, and and I thought I was recruited for a chamber called the the Metro South Chamber of Commerce, really great chamber, run by a friend of mine, Chris Cooney. He recruited me. He still runs that chamber, and it's in Brockton, Massachusetts, just south of Boston. And I was recruited to kind of handle public affairs, which is what Travis does here for us, and economic development. And I thought it would be about a, a year that I'd be there. I'd kind of just. <laughs> Know, cut my teeth and get a little experience and and uh, in the industry and then kind of move on to something around economic development. I was really very interested in economic development. I had worked at a bank. I'd gone to school with with a goal of kind of you know giving back to to our community and and creating jobs and seeing the impact that could have in in a community. So um, I started there and the rest is history. I loved it. Loved the opportunity to connect with all these businesses and great partners and really saw the the impact that the business community can have uh, when it's working in partnership with its uh, with local communities and with economic development partners. So I was there about eight years. Then I threw my hat in and I was selected to run the Attleboro Chamber, which is a very small chamber. I was the only full-time employee there. And I was there for about 18 months. And then the New Bedford Chamber opened up, and that's a big city and a big chamber. And I threw my hat in the ring for that, uh, for that position and was selected as the president and was there about eight and a half years or so, um, and really loved it. It was a it was a great community and a lot of great things happening in New Bedford, and and the chamber has uh, had a big part to play in a lot of those activities. And then I, I was quite surprised by this, but David McKeon, who was my predecessor, absolute legend in the chamber industry, and was the first president here for this chamber when it when it was created. He uh, announced that he was retiring, and the chamber board was doing a national search, and 
it, it, it surprised me because he was like one of those guys you just felt what was going to be around forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and he's, he's that age where, you know, it shouldn't have surprised me, but uh, it surprised me. And they did a national search. Rest is history. I threw my hat in the ring. Um, I, I should point out that my wife has connections there. She's from uh, central Massachusetts, has family, including family right here in, in north central Massachusetts. Um, it's very strong connections, and she works in, in north central Massachusetts. So I had promised her that if anything ever opened up, that I would throw my hat in the ring so we could be closer to her family. So the rest is history. I was selected after a national search, and I've been here, and so far I've loved it. I get to work with great people and um, do some really impactful things. We're so lucky to have all of that great experience behind you to lead here. Well, I'm the lucky one because I get to work with great people like you and great <laughs> members. And uh, we, we really, truly have a, a wonderful team here and um, uh, just a team of, of leaders that step up uh, day in, day out. Everyone is really committed to our mission and wakes up every day with you know, how can we help our members and how can we advance our communities. And and, I, and you've, you've heard me say it at staff meetings, but, you know, the work we do is really important. And, uh, and we're lucky to have uh, great members, great staff, great uh, leaders through, with our board, just everyone kind of rowing in the same direction. That's one of the reasons I believe that, again, that's part of the secret sauce. That's why we, we were lucky enough to receive this uh, just phenomenal national recognition. And we're going to get to that recognition in just a moment. But I want to go back to what you said about your passion for economic development, because I think back to the work that we do here at the chamber and a lot of what we do and all the facets and all of our affiliates is really driven by economic development. So for you uh, to be able to be in that environment where you're able to impact so much change on our members in the community with the thing that you're passionate about, what's that like for you? Well, it's great. It's great. I, I love seeing the impact that we have day in, day out, helping to create new businesses, helping to save businesses, helping to see uh, these businesses expand uh, in their communities. And there's there's uh, an impact from that. That creates jobs, that creates wealth in our communities, prosperity. And so it's very much tied to the quality of life in, in our region and to our communities. I'm a strong believer in that. My parents were small business owners I saw them struggle, but I also saw the rewards and, and the impact it had in our communities when they were able to to have this business. And it was in, a, in our downtown in, in Taunton. And, you know, they were really cared about their business and cared about their community. And that just makes a real big, strong difference. And and I believe that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very biased towards economic development. I think um, that is inherently uh, the core mission of any chamber, you know, and it, for us, it, it's built right into our mission. It's about advancing the communities of North Central Massachusetts. So I, I believe that chambers exist and everything that we do is really geared towards helping to uh, build a better community, uh, help advance our community. You know, there's an old saying, a rising tide lifts all boats. So if we're able to work collectively. And, and we basically, we're basically a big network of businesses that come together because they all believe that working together, they can advance the community uh, collectively and have an impact in the community. But it's all about improving the quality of life our, through our communities by achieving prosperity and really trying to advance the economy. And the chamber is being recognized for that. And I want to talk about the first recognition that the chamber received earlier this year was a five-star accreditation from the U.S. Chamber. Can you tell us what it took to go from the chamber's previous rating of four stars to five stars and then what this means in terms of a significance for the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and, and for our members and for the region? 
So accreditation was really a great um, process for us to go through. It was a lot of work. I know <laughs> it was a lot of work for the staff um, putting together the accreditation materials, but that that's a five-year process. It's run uh, through uh, the accrediting board, uh, which is a, a subset of the U.S. Chamber, and it's geared towards creating these standards by which chambers can operate. And it's a really great process for us to go through. We have to go through it every five years uh, through accreditation. And we have to submit just a ton of different documents, governance documents, financial documents, policies uh, to the accrediting board. And then we also have to complete a lot of different essays, really uh, talking about um, our operations and, and how we, we kind of tick as an organization and how we accomplish our, our mission and different programs and things of that nature. But uh, much like other accrediting uh, processes, it's about standards. and uh, It's kind of the good housekeeping seal of approval, you know, for, for the chamber industry. So we have to go through this uh, every five years. It took us, I think it took us about four months or so this, this round. The previous time, about five years ago, it took us uh, well over six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a great process to go through because it challenges us to be a better organization. It's a really great process of self-evaluation where we're able to look at our policies and and uh, all of the uh, all of our operations and make improvements, and ultimately our members benefit from that, and our communities benefit from that because we're a better organization. So, mm-hmm. and and when we went through, through that process five years ago, we saw that we had, we were missing policies. We needed a, a stronger investment policy. We needed uh, we had other policies we were missing. We we strengthened our our financial controls going through that process. And this year, same thing. We took all of the recommendations. So it's not just self-evaluation. We also get a report back Uh from the accrediting board with recommendations and things that we can strengthen. So we took that and uh, made improvements over the last five years. And then again, we had to submit everything and we were lucky enough to uh, achieve accreditation. And we achieved five-star accreditation, which is the highest level of accreditation. So we actually moved from four stars to five stars. That signifies that you know we are operating at a very high level. I may have this, this statistic wrong, but less than 150 chambers uh, out of uh, out of 7,000 plus chambers in the country have achieved five star accreditation. So it really puts us at an elite status. More importantly, you know the value was going through that process and mm-hmm. just it challenged us to be a better organization. And that's something that Kat and I have talked about off the air when we were kind of working on the questions for this podcast is uh, we thought it was neat that you, it wasn't just a let's try and get a, a good accreditation mm-hmm. and get the, the stars that we want. It was really a chance to look at what we're doing and what we should be changing or what we should be keeping. And you really take what's an application process and utilize it as a tool mm-hmm. to better the chamber. Absolutely. I think you just you just worded exactly it's it was really just a great tool to help us improve it challenged us again to be a better organization i would say that um you know i want to also point out that we're one of only two chambers in the state the entire state that's accredited um but it it, the chamber of the year process was very similar it was also Mm -hmm. challenged us and it was kind of a very thoughtful kind of review process um so that we could take a look at our, our operations and our governance and Uh, programs, and it challenged us to be better. So for our listeners, being accredited and that five-year process, is that something every chamber goes through or is it a voluntary process? So that's a great question. I should have mentioned that it is a voluntary process. So unlike other uh, professions and institutions like uh, uh, educational institutions, Mm -hmm. you know, they have to be accredited because it's tied in with their funding. They can't accept federal 
uh, federal funding unless they're an accredited institution. So this is completely voluntary. You know, we don't, um, a chamber doesn't have to be accredited. Uh, we choose to go through it, uh, go through this thoughtful process because, again, we want to improve the value that we provide to our members and our communities by improving our operations and improving our programs and having going through this kind of thoughtful process. So I'm really lucky because I've been through two of these. Having hit my five-year mark, I was at the very end of the last accreditation process when we got four stars. Um, And so to go through it this time where I was here for the full process, it really is a great way for us to look at ourselves And as you alluded to, that is the same thing we had to do very similar for the Chamber of the Year. So we went through two very rigorous processes this year. With both of those, I know that changes have been made on our level, and we've used that as a really great way to to mirror and look at ourselves. What is, if you could pick one or two things that we really accomplished that you feel was one of the things that really put us over the edge and said, this is why we are Five Star, this is why we are Chamber of the Year this year, what would they be? So that, so that's great. I think uh, the feedback that we got, and we got we got feedback from both uh, Chamber of the Year and from the accreditation process. But I know, um, you know, it's fresh in my mind uh, the Chamber of the Year because we just came back from that. Uh, we heard a lot about alignment. You know, uh, there was a lot of alignment. We had a, a regional, very thoughtful regional economic development plan which we submitted and we talked about in our application, and that uh, and our strategic plan was aligned with that uh, economic development plan. And all of our affiliates and the work that we do, our, our um, program of work, all aligned with that uh, economic development plan and with that strategic plan. So these are, are very thoughtful documents that we put a lot of work into developing, our boards and our, and our staff. Uh, and they don't just sit on a shelf, you know, and gather dust. They're real plans that we are trying to implement. And, uh, and they saw that alignment throughout our organization. We heard uh, things like uh, depth. You know, our, our organization, our chamber really has a lot of depth, depth in terms of the work that we do. We have, you know, we're a very dynamic chamber. We have the chamber and we do the traditional chamber stuff, you know, the networking events, the professional development, the advocacy. That's something that chambers throughout the country are doing. Uh, but within the chamber industry, there are also chambers that handle destination marketing and they may also run the convention and visitors bureau. And, and we do that. You know, we have an affiliate visit North Central Massachusetts, and we're very actively involved in in marketing the region. And again, the work of a Visit North Central aligns with our mission and aligns with all of our, our um, economic development and uh, strategic plans. Um, same with our, our development corporation. We have an economic development arm. That's another function area that some chambers have where they may do economic development, uh, formally economic development, like they'll have a contract with their local community where they manage the economic development or the site selection work or whatever. Uh, and so we, we're we very actively involved in economic development. We have the North Central Massachusetts Development Corporation as our as our economic development and lending arm. Again, a lot of alignment there, you know, um, and uh, it gives us some, some greater depth. You know, we're able to do, uh, we have a lot of tools under our tool ba- box through these affiliate organizations that lets us have an impact and helping to support our members, and more importantly, helping to support the growth of the economy here in North Central Massachusetts. So a lot there. We have a foundation that we've been building up and that does a lot of work with our schools, and we're getting more and more involved around talent and workforce stuff, which is a priority for our region. And then, uh, so so very involved and, and a lot of depth there. And then impact. I heard a lot about impact. You know, we have, we, we really do have an impact. <laughs> we you know, do. We, we were effective in the work that we do, and we were able to track that. We use data a lot and collect data that helps us tell the story and helps us measure 
um, you know, the impact that we're having in the region. We're going to step aside, but we'll be right back right here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal, as we're in the Chamber Library today chatting with our president and CEO, Roy Nascimento. And when you mentioned um, the Strategic Plan and Economic Development Plan, uh, sometimes businesses will have them, organizations all have them. And I think for some folks, it does sit on the shelf. But I think this is one of those testimonies as to the power of those documents if you actually put them into practice and use them to challenge your organization to meet these goals, to try and implement these measures that you can really move the needle. And people notice when you do things like that. Absolutely. And 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 I'm really proud of our economic development plan. It's a long-range economic development plan. And by the way, if you look at the history of this organization, you know, the, the first um, – economic development plan that we did back in the 90s was called Blueprint for the 90s. And uh, and so it was so impactful. It was a 10 to 20 year economic development kind of blueprint. And so much came out of that. You know, our regional tourism marketing strategy came out of that. Visit North Central Massachusetts came out of that. One of the recommendations was the visitor center. So now we have this visitor center that we opened up in the 90s that is uh, playing a major role you know, in welcoming visitors uh, to our region that was a recommendation in that plan, you know. So when you have a plan, you can get things done, right? Mm-hmm. And the and, uh, same with our lending. You know, we have this really active, you know, development corporation uh, under the umbrella of the chamber that's doing these micro loans and grants and technical assistance, and has had such an impact. Has has given out, I think it's twenty two million since the nineteen nineties in wow. micro loans. The average size is about twenty five thousand for these micro loans. So that's a lot of micro loans. That is, and that's a lot of small businesses that have started. Uh, because of those micro loans that we provided in partnership with our banks and uh, and other partners and um, and technical assistance that we provide and grants that we provide, so that all started with that blueprint for the '90s. You know, so kind of going through, you know, that thoughtful process, um, and you know, and it was a very thoughtful process. It wasn't just the chamber; it was a lot of community leaders, elected uh, leaders, economic experts, other community groups that were involved in that process. So uh, the regions and communities that win uh, and that do well and are prosperous are the ones that go through that kind of thoughtful process and think about the future, mm-hmm. think out 10, 10, 20 years. So with the One North Central plan, that's just another reiteration of that. You know, We're just going back, developing this kind of thoughtful process. That was an 18-month process to mm-hmm. develop that regional economic development plan. And we got input from multiple stakeholders and really, um, really proud of the plan that we laid out that looks at, you know, how can we, you know, grow our economy over the next 10 to 15 years. And my hope is that when I retire, that I can look back and say, well, we had an impact, you know, that this wasn't just a plan that sat on the shelf, that much like that blueprint for the 90s plan that started it all, you know, this plan really helped to continue to grow and that other things came out of it that are still driving the economy um, mm-hmm. in, into the future. So I think chambers need to really be play a role um, as, you know, a convener, mm-hmm. you know, as a, a facilitator, as, as a partner. Uh, but we also have this role as kind of being the thought leader and doing this kind of thoughtful work, convening 
our communities, doing kind of a collective uh, regional economic development strategy and doing that kind of thoughtful work is really impactful. And so the folks from the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives are seeing that impact. And we were just recognized as the Chamber of the Year for this work that we've been talking about. Can you tell us a little bit more about the process of the ACCE Chamber of the Year? So uh, <laughs> I, I just have to start by saying I'm, I'm just beyond proud of our team, of our members, for, for achieving this uh, recognition. And, um, you know, the work we do is, is really important, and we don't do the work we do for awards. We didn't submit an application for this chamber of the year because of the we wanted the recognition. It was really because of that thoughtful process to, to really challenge ourselves and be a better organization. But it is really an intensive process uh, to become uh, recognized as, as chamber of the year. It starts with the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives, which is a wonderful organization that we belong to that does a lot of um, professional development for the chamber industry. They have this award program, and it starts with a benchmarking survey that they do. They collect a lot of data from chambers, and we submit our data. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it, it takes a couple of hours to enter all the data in, mm-hmm. but it collects uh, it's very, various data, kind of indicators about our industry and and uh, and that's the first step. You have to so input your information, and then uh, they have five different kind of common um, indicators used in the chamber industry. So chambers that score well in those five, uh, the top chambers, are invited to submit an application for Chamber of the Year. And uh, and so we were invited. You know, we're typically, you know, I think we're a pretty high performing uh, chamber. <laughs> so we're typically invited. Uh, we don't always uh, submit an application. I think this we've submitted an application maybe five times. It is a lot of work, but you're invited to submit an application. Much like accreditation, it's a pretty uh, extensive application. They require a lot of our documents, our governance documents. They need to have, you have to be audited. They want to see the audit. You know, they, they want to see all the articles of organization, all the governance documents. They want to see a strategic plan. They want to see an economic development plan, all of those things. Uh, the expectation is that if you're a high-performing chamber, you're going to have those documents, and they want to see them. They want to see a communications plan. It's broken up into, like, um, a bunch of different sections, one around operations, programs, governance, and um they uh, have essays, so they'll ask you questions. Uh, and the application changes every year, but questions may be on things like uh, one of the questions was on diversity and inclusion. You know, what is our chamber doing to play a leadership role and uh, and leadership? And uh, this question's on how are we delivering value to our members? You know, how are we collecting data? What kind of data are we using? And then as part of the application, um, you know, they also ask for, um, again, lots of documents. They want samples of our communications, uh, multiple samples. Um, they also uh, have another section where they ask for two synopses, where they want us to write about two projects uh, that we've worked on uh, that have had an impact. And these are not typical run-of-the-mill programs that every chamber does, like um, networking events, like every chamber does networking <laughs> events. And and uh, th- these are um, these are really impactful programs. Looking for innovative programs. So, and for us, we submitted um, we've submitted programs in the past. We've been a finalist twice before, which has been great. Um, in 2017, which was the first time we submitted an application, and then 2021. Uh, this year, we submitted um, for our two uh, projects. We submitted um, a, um, a, our, our Latinx uh, business initiative. So we've been doing a lot of work really trying to engage the Latino population here in North Central Massachusetts. 
which is our largest minority population and is having more and more of an impact in our economy. And, and uh, data seems to suggest that they're starting businesses at three times the rate of the general population and playing more and more of a role in our in our labor market and, and um, as employees for different companies. And so really an element of our population that we really want to engage. It's in our best interest to engage. They're part of the future of our, our region. And so uh, we started this initiative uh, and it really has its roots in the pandemic because we saw during the pandemic a lot of minority businesses were not taking advantage of the federal and state resources. So we kind of stepped up and tried to engage them more and get them to more PPP loans and other things um, so that they could survive the pandemic. So so we really started this initiative uh, two years ago out of the pandemic. We decided to hire someone who's bilingual uh, that could focus on the uh, Spanish-speaking and Portuguese population. Uh, and we, we developed some partnerships with wonderful organizations like the Spanish American Center, which has been a great partner and other organizations in the region to better engage the Latino population and let them know about the chamber and let them know about the resources that we offer and that other resources that are available in the community uh, that could help them be successful. Mm -hmm. Things like our micro loan program, things like our workshops that we offer and our technical assistance. We offer one-on-one -on -one counseling, things like our grants, uh, things like other grants that are offered through our local partners mm -hmm. and through the federal government. So we did some really great work, a uh, lot of uh, individual uh, community outreach. We also um, have started, you know, doing, um, as you know, programs in Spanish. Mm -hmm. We've done podcasts in Spanish. Mm -hmm. We've done advertising in Spanish, mm -hmm. really to try to engage that, uh, that important element of our community and get yeah. them more involved uh, in the chamber and the community. And that has evolved over time. You know, now we're, we're partnering on some of the workforce stuff with the community college and with the Spanish American Center with other partners. Uh, and we've, we've really had a great impact. We track it. And so we submitted that as, as one of our synopses talking about that initiative mm -hmm. that we had, and they were very impressed with that. And then we talked, uh, we, the second initiative was our, our um, Johnny Appleseed Visitor Center, which we've operated since the 1990s. But out of that regional economic development plan that I mentioned, one of the recommendations was it identified tourism as, a, as another, as an industry, a priority industry that we need to double down on that has a great deal of potential to help grow our economy and has implications for other elements of our economy as well, you know, in terms of promoting our quality of place and supporting other industries like manufacturing. So um, one of the achievable action steps um, identified was strengthening our visitor center. Uh, so the goal was really of uh, the project was to really transform it from just being a rest stop mm -hmm. to really making it this really um, uh, anchor kind of institution and being an attraction itself that helps it tell the story of the region. So we were lucky enough to get some grant funding. We matched that uh, with some other funding. I think uh, the, the whole total project was about 170000 Since then, we've invested some more, but we did as a series of renovations and improvements to the visitor center to make it more inclusive, adding some new exhibits. Um, yes. you know, we have a great collection of, of items there that help showcase the region. It's almost like a mini museum. And some of the so, amenities outside as exactly, well. Exactly. We added some amenities. We added some features like handicapped doors um, to help uh, make it more inclusive. And we have a dog park now. We have a dog park there. We added um, some shading uh, above the handicapped picnic tables. Uh, we had more security cameras so that people would feel safe. Um, so, and we added some. Uh, I'm really proud of um, one of my contributions was uh, the the national park style signs outside yes. the visitor center. I love those signs, which kind of tell the story of of our region. 
uh, in the history of our region. And inside, we put more signs as well. And you know, it's really a great visitor center. I think um, you know a lot of visitors that stop there don't realize that we have 91 apple trees there, including yes. three apple trees that were direct descendants of of trees that Johnny Appleseed planted. You know, we have that wonderful. Big apple. Of I was going to say you can't yeah. miss saying we have a exactly. giant apple, the largest, in the, New largest, the in largest in New England. England, and we have that that wonderful uh, sculpture that was um, outside the visitor center. That's of young Johnny Appleseed, which is really popular with visitors. So, and inside the visitor center, we have so much that that uh, really helps showcase the region. So, and we wanted to just add add to that and just really make it this wonderful anchor institution. And mm-hmm. so we talked about that project, and we had a lot of data, and we. We, and, and they were really impressed how it aligned with lots of visit. There are a lot of a lot of chambers that operate visitor centers, mm-hmm. but here's one that we really were very thoughtful about it, and it, it kind of connected with our, our economic development goals, and we were able to kind of showcase that uh, through our synopsis and through our application. So, and they were really impressed with that. So, as part of the process, we submitted this application. They have a, a panel of judges that are former winners of the award that volunteer their time to review the applications. They then, and there's a lot of applicants, and then they they select three finalists. And it's divided up by size of chamber. Um, so for our, we're competing against chambers our size. And we were selected as one of three finalists. And then the final stage is interviews. So at the ACC annual convention, which this year was in Salt Lake City, the um, the uh, finalists have to be interviewed, 45-minute interview, and, and we were interviewed um, in front of a panel of five judges who were past Chamber of the Year uh, winners. Oh, that's uh, so not they, a tough crowd. Had, yeah, so, so <laughs> and it was, they asked you a lot of tough questions, yeah. and it's a really very thoughtful process, and we get a lot out of it. So I, w- I should also add that we get reports back, so we'll get uh, you know reports back with kind of summarizing some of what the judges had to say. Well, we and won, so, so they must have all been positive. They, they were all <laughs> they were all positive, and then and then there's a whole big fancy award ceremony, which we um, which they keep everything quiet. They don't even tell the recipients or or any of the finalists. And and ACC gives out a lot of different awards, but the big one is Chamber of Year of the Year, and this is like uh, I can't I I. I I'm struggling to find uh, how to compare this. It's it's similar to I think like a chamber, like teacher of the year, you mm-hmm. know, for the for the teaching profession. It's it, that's a big deal if you're a national teacher of the year. So being this is the most prestigious award in the chamber industry, um, getting chamber of the year. So it's it's um, I guess it would be like getting an Oscar is for them for the movie industry, right? Well, so, or, the day after the article came out, I got a text from one of our big supporters, and they said. The picture of Roy and Teresa, it makes it look like they won an Academy Award. And I wrote back and I said, um, because we did. We won the Academy of the Chamber World. That's right. We yep. did. But I also understand it was a couple firsts for Massachusetts yeah. and New England. Yeah, we, we are the first chamber in Massachusetts uh, that was, a, was ever a finalist. And uh, the first chamber now to, to have received the award and been recognized as Chamber of the Year. So we're really proud of that. And I confirmed that with the ACC staff back in 2017 and and a lot of a lot of the chambers they have chambers from throughout the country that have mm-hmm. been selected as chamber of the year over the years but uh there's certain parts of the country that chambers are very strong you know it's part of their culture and the community and and um and i think we're strong here in north central massachusetts too as evidenced by the fact that we got this award so there's a strong culture of businesses stepping up and, and being involved in the community here as well well, Roy, one of your favorite statements that I use a lot when I am talking to members about membership or what the chamber does is when you've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber. 
And I think that um, our winning really shows that all chambers are different and all chambers offer different things. Um, and it's it makes me really proud to be a part of this team, to be uh, on the Chamber of the Year team, 100%. That's awesome. I, I love hearing that. So we're five-star accredited. We'll go through that process again in five years, I'm guessing. We've won Chamber of the Year. Roy, what's next for the Chamber? <laughs> Well, we, you know, as, as you know, we won Chamber of the Year, and the next day we were back to work. Right, back to so work. It's, we it's, were. <laughs> there's, there's no rest for us. It's it's um, it, it it's getting out there and and just doing the the work that we do, the impactful work, and we're continuing to to you know, I, you know, implement our economic development plan, implement our strategic plan. We really have some really aggressive goals, as both of you know, uh, to really grow the economy here in North Central Massachusetts. So, and we're working to implement that. And we're very, very busy <laughs> So, <laughs> trying to find, uh, I'm amazed we were able to, and as, and I should point out to listeners that I, we've been through this. This was, um, I think our fifth time, maybe sixth time that we applied for chamber of the year. And I wasn't going to apply. I did not want to you apply. You were not. Uh, no. <laughs> and it was all of you and yes. the team here at the chamber that said, no, wait a minute. We should apply. I remember that staff meeting where I said, um, I asked the team, should we apply? It's a lot of work. We're really busy. We got a lot on our plate right now. We twisted Uh, your arm a little bit. Yeah. And you guys said, no, we should apply. And I think, you know, Maribel Maribel Cruz Cruz. was the biggest proponent of this and and, uh, who's no longer with us. She's left us, unfortunately, but uh, still a dear friend of the chamber. And she was the one that was the most vocal about it. And so... uh, Thanks to the team, you know, for convincing me to to uh, submit an application again for Chamber of the Year because we we won. So yeah, well, I think we're all happy to be a part of it and really honored and humbled by the whole experience. And I know we do have to let you get go because you said you have to get back to work. But yeah. we want we do want to thank you for your time today and for those who've been chatting with us. We've been chatting with. Roy Nascimento, our president and CEO. And if you want to learn more about the work that we're doing, if you want to learn more about membership, you can always stop by at 860 South Street in Fitchburg or check out our website, northcentralmass.com. Roy, before we let you go, would you have any parting words for us? Just want to thank our members. You know, the, the lifeblood of our organization. Um, you know, we uh, we were able to achieve this this honor because of our, our team, because of all of you, uh, but also our, our members that back us up day in, day out, you know, it's because of their support and their commitment uh, that we're able to achieve the work that we do. And for our members who are listening, if you want to come and see the Chamber of the Year Award, we are having an open house celebration on September 12th right here at the Chamber for our members to come and celebrate the award with us. It'll be from three to five in the afternoon. You can get all the details online. Yeah, now it's time to party. And we really want our members there because this was a collective uh, effort and, um, and we're really excited about this. So we're going to probably, I think, uh, stay tuned. We're going to have some exciting plans. I think we're going to go on the road with the award and bring it out to our members um, and, and our communities to showcase this win, not only for our chamber, but for our members and for our communities. Right. Again, thank you so much for being here. We will keep you updated on the award tour. And please join us on September 12th. We'll be back with another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast next week. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.